Hey there, That Kind of Nerd fans. A quick heads up about this episode. I do want to let you know, as always, this episode is going to give you some time in between Captain America Civil War, so this will be spoiler-free. So anyone worried about spoilers for Captain America, don't worry. Not going to happen. Not going to do that to you. However, I do want to bring up one thing. If you are a Game of Thrones fan, we are going to actually talk about Game of Thrones. Now, I know some of you aren't current on that, so again, to be spoiler-free and be user-friendly, we're going to do it at the end of the episode we're actually going to make it after the credits have rolled so you can listen to the episode uh all the way through you'll hear us say hey turn it off if you haven't listened the outro music will play you'll have a wonderful time and then hey game of thrones conversation coming so stick around for both of that it's going to be a fantastic episode so let's get this thing started Welcome, everybody, to That Kind of Nerds Podcast, a weekly show where we break down what's going on in the nerdy world. I am CJ Mellon, joined, of course, by Brian Thornton and Joshua Burns. This week's episode is brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate is a monthly subscription service that is stuffed to the gills with geek and gamer gear, but the best part about it, it is a mystery box. So you don't know what's going to be in it, but for the month of May, their theme is going to be power. So if you don't know exactly what that is, it's going to include some amazing characters, as they said, unstoppable, unrelenting, and unbeatable characters from Marvel, Dragon Ball Z, and Warcraft. You will get a shirt with every single Loot Crate, so go check it out for yourself. Go to www.thatkindofnerd.com slash loot, that's L-O-O-T, uh, to check it out for yourself and to get some savings. Again, this is going to be a mystery box that you can give to a nerd. So if you've got a, an anniversary, a birthday, a special event, or you just love someone who loves nerdy stuff, go ahead and check out thatkindofnerd.com slash loot, L-O-O-T, for some amazing deals for Loot Crate. So thank you to them for sponsoring this week's episode of That Kind of Nerds Podcast. And listen, you don't have to buy it for some a nerd you love. Be selfish. Buy it for yourself. It's amazing. That's very true. Very true. I'm just saying. That's what I did. <laughs> That's what Josh did, too. <laughs> That's what Josh did, too. <laughs> Under the auspices of giving things to my children. Although I do give them most of the things. They get the pins. <laughs> They get all the other really Christian cool stuff. A, Christian got a poster. I think, I think he's, uh, I think he's wearing my the, my Horcrux socks for his first communion. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> Is that allowed? Is I, that I, you know? Yeah, I think so. Why not? Okay. I think you should just start hiding David Bowie labyrinth things around the house for Laura to like totally just give her a heart attack just around the house. I don't even like, and I you know I don't I don't mind the music. The man created, but every time I hear someone say David Bowie, I hear Fish singing it over and over for three minutes and thirty seconds, and I hate, hate Fish, Fish. Well, I, not not the delicious things that swim in the sea. Right, the band, cook. yes. Or what sometimes don't cook. pH depends. Right. I mean, you could terrible. eat the members oh. of Fish if you wanted to, but I just I wouldn't advise That's, it. That's that. Why'd you take it there? Oh, what cannibal? Out of everything we've ever done on the show, cannibalism's where we where we draw the line. Yes. Yes, it is. Well, instead of talking about cannibalism, why don't we talk about the wonderful things that are going on on the internet? Let's start with the news that everyone expected, but just so happy to hear that it's official, and that is Punisher is finally getting his own series on Netflix. Yay! <laughs> it's just a long time coming, essentially. This is... This is pretty cool, because the fact that... How many shows does this make now for Marvel on Netflix? Six? Six. 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 Which is also kind of like a million, Josh. Six and a million. Close. Very close to each other. Yes. Yes, they are. Uh, 
Yeah. So you have Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, The Defenders, and now The Punisher. Which did, I, I don't remember. Did they say when the first season is going to air? Uh, at the time that I had checked on it, uh, no one's slated an official release date. There's so rumors. TBD. Yeah. The answer is not soon enough. In- indeed. And I know I'm excited because Can we talk about how I'm in this place. No, Brian, you want to tell about how you're how you're too messing to messing no, all, all the blood is flowing from all of the other parts of your body to one specific extremity. Well, I did see Civil War last night and <laughs> it has not stopped since. And then uh, for you, you've been walking around blaming your pleats. All I, I was told to consult a doctor, but I <laughs> did. You I it lasted more than four did hours. Did you see you the, the Deadpool? Did you see the Deadpool video for the DVD? I did. I didn't. Although uh, I saw, I saw it silently on Facebook as I was like waiting for a meeting to. Start. It's it's basically shot it's basically as, as, as an ed. It's it's shot as an ed ad, uh, <laughs> and it's 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 hilarious. Go, it's on our Facebook page. Go check it out. It's it's phenomenal. Because you won't endorse Viagra, you you have to specifically. Well, because they use. See, here's the thing, though: they don't use the Viagra thing all the way. They use the Cialis bed uh, bathtub bit. So it's not. Necessarily- I find it odd that you know uh, all the different. I was going to say drugs. your intimate knowledge of. <laughs> I have ED listen, ads. Brian just needs to know what his medications are, and I have to keep track of them. So no. this is the only way I could make sure that everything was uh, up and up. No pun intended on that one. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, I'm sorry. That table turned way too quickly for you. I'm sorry. I see, I see what you did there. That, that's <laughs> funny. I'm glad you were able to actually enunciate that insult. Well done. Hey, listen, you can make fun of me, but I get the editing power. So we'll see what your jokes actually get you in there. You say that all the time. Yet all and of yet, my jokes no, are the ones that make it. I have cut out a lot of stuff. Anyway. It, mm, yeah, but I'm the funniest. Let, let's just face it right now. Confirmed by people who, who hear things. <laughs> many, many people. <laughs> Do you think then – so here's my question. Here, here's my question. Since we know that Daredevil and the Punisher have had their arc kind of together so far, is he going to be put into no. the Defenders? No. No, just all together or no, they why haven't would he, had their why? arc? Why would they do that to him? I'm just, He's a I'm just asking. I'm just asking. No, Punisher is not – a team player. No, he's no, the guy not, not in the sense of, hey, come with. join the Defenders and he's there with them. Is he going to make any kind of cameo appearance, appearance? No, like if the Defenders had a pickup basketball game, he would shoot the ball and walk away. <laughs> Sports reference, you, I don't I don't get. I, I, if, I got that. Brian, if they were playing tabletop games, <laughs> he would flip the table and walk away. Yes, he would. You're you're exactly right. <laughs> That's what I do when I play Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Take it all, Grandma. <laughs> Where'd you get the pink 50s, huh? Huh? I just, I flip the table and walk away. Oh, well. You would not want to be opposite me at a Monopoly. I don't want to play opposite anybody in Monopoly. I hate that game. No one will, no one I know anymore will play Monopoly. Didn't Josh spend, who spent all the time researching the Monopoly game rules? Who was that? Josh, probably. Was it it Burns? I understand all the variations. Okay, good. Well, there was the one episode where you couldn't be there, so I know you were studying the Monopoly game, so I just wanted to make sure your research was complete. Well, things uh, going on to other things that we understand, let's talk about this. The Russo brothers uh, have said that they are going to retitle the uh, Avengers Infinity War series to not be part one and not be part two. Uh, they don't know what they, they, they've said, and I, and I quote, uh, the intention is that we will change it. We just haven't come up with the titles yet. 
Um, some of the stuff that's getting pitched around there is um, the Infinity Crusade and Infinity Wars. The reasoning behind this, they said, is that it's kind of misleading to the fact that these are sequels, that they're not sequels. They're standalone, separate movies uh, that don't need to be tied together. Uh, so it looks like that they're just waiting for Marvel's confirmation of that. What, what do you guys make of, of that news, changing the, the branding on that part? Okay, here, here, here's the thing. The Russo brothers are the people who wrote this latest Captain America movie. I don't know. It's it, I don't know if you know it came out yet. It's Captain America Civil War. We're not going to talk about it because we're not going to spoil it for anybody. Although I did think they were going to change the title of that movie as well to Captain America is an asshole. <laughs> Um, anyway, they wrote the, that movie. I trust them to do whatever the heck they want with Aven- Avengers, Infinity War, Gauntlet, yep. whatever they want to do. Let them do yep. it. It's going to be amazing. do whatever they want. They can. I don't care what it's rated. Shut up and take my I money. Don't, shut up and take. Shut up and take my money, please. Twice, maybe four times. Someone also suggested uh, a title that says Avengers: The Thanos Quest. Is that like a? Is that a? Is that a book, Brian? Is that something that's particular to yes, it? Yes, it's a book. Okay, so yes, um, so in, in the ongoing saga of the Infinity Saga in general, it starts with Thanos quests, and then there's Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity War, Infinity Crusade, and Infinity Abyss. So, I mean, any one of those titles will work. I don't care. I think there's something more nefarious happening here, and I think that's going to be a serious departure from the Infinity Gem storyline. True. So- so, well, without the full cast of characters, yeah, I think you would have to depart from that. Well, what I'm saying is I, I think that the, the story is going to be so radically different that calling it Infinity Wars would probably, you know, cause some level of consternation from true believers. And and, and also, I mean, let, let's let's think of it when this the tru- way. When the true believers get asked up, then they affect the John Q. public moviegoer who probably shouldn't be there anyway but goes because that's who movies are made for. I mean, from a pure story standpoint, if you really want to think about it, Thanos doesn't have the Infinity Gems yet. And Thanos' quest in the comic book was his quest in acquiring those gems to get into the Infinity Gauntlet. So if that first movie is all about him getting the gems together and then the next movie is all about him tearing shit up with them, it makes sense. Do you have any suggestions for for titles that kind of sound closer or look closer to the universe that we're in right now with the MCU? Um, Do you think it's the, the Infinity title is staying? No, I think I think the second one should still be named Infinity War or Gauntlet or something. Uh, but the first one doesn't necessarily need to be that. Um, the first one could be Avengers. Uh, how are Iron Man and Captain America going to be friends again? And Thanos <laughs> is there. Call it. They could call it Dogma <laughs> for all I care. I just. I just want to see more. Yeah, exactly. I mean, really. Okay. Anything? <laughs> anything? Anyone wants no? to? That was like I, a definitive. I, I, all right. A definitive. No, they they can call it whatever they want. I don't care what they call it. They can call it uh, Clifford eats his own poop, and <laughs> that, yeah, I will. Really could. I will watch. Clifford it. Dark you know, departure. You know damn well Clifford ate his own poop. He's a big dog. <laughs> There's no way they're feeding him enough. Not not. On a on, on like a middle class income. Look at where they lived. He's eating his own poop for sustenance. <laughs> and and so the Russo brothers took that as a as a symbol and like a a sign that they should they should continue uh, nourishing the fans with their own poop. 
That that's so much better than what I was gonna say. So yeah. <laughs> well, listen. I didn't know how to. I didn't know how to finish the thought, so it turned into a Clifford story. <laughs> I'm not even sure why. I've never. I've never read or seen any. Clifford I was gonna went say dark, don't, man. Don't. That's don't like the Peanuts episode where Charlie Brown hangs himself after not being able to kick that football at all ever. Was that like a Family Guy? Thing? No, no, I'm just no. That up. that's a CJ thing because he, you know, is demented. Wow. You are not a good man, Charlie Brown. Uh, so we will keep you guys informed as to you know what goes on with this franchise. As Brian and Josh has said, I mean, they can call it whatever they want to call it. Just shut up and take my money. So we're hoping that the title is going to give us a little hint, though, into what the story arc is going to look like. So we're going to keep you up to date. I don't know that. if you can say shut up and take my money, CJ. They have not taken your money for Civil War yet. I, they have By not. By the time I, that I, this I is feel published, like it, I they will feel, have. Uh, uh, did, you, yeah. did, you, did you reserve seats at Tillman? Uh, no, I'm going to Carmike. You should have reserved. I'm going to an IMAX showing. I'm not saying this movie anything but IMAX. That's a mistake. Uh, that's okay. It really doesn't add that much. It's, I don't care. It. Don't care. Don't care. Spider Man needs to be. Oh gigantic. wait, are you you're seeing the 3D movie? Probably. Oh, whatever. So moving on to our next bit of like semi movie TV news uh, is HBO put out a trailer for uh, a movie called All the Way, uh, starring Brian Cranston as Lyndon Bain Johnson. Uh, that's premiering on May 21st, and it looks amazing. Lyndon who, Johnson? <laughs> I knew you were gonna... Oh, CJ! I did not know another movie for me was coming out. Uh, I'm gonna call him LBJ from now on. Yes, CJ! Now I know the middle stands for Bane! <laughs> that's not the same thing, Bane. It's not the same thing, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to invoke you. You, you merely adopted the presidency. I was born into it. Molded by it. I didn't know what HBO was until I was just a man. <laughs> so HBO put out a trailer for a movie about LBJ called All the Way that's going to premiere on May 21st. And it looks amazing. Have you guys? Uh, it looks as amazing as uh, as a story about LBJ could possibly look. This is like the... This is nobody wants to watch a story about LBJ. He was a however, yeah. uh, you know, there's quite a bit of other plot lines around LBJ's presidency, obviously. And I'll watch anything with Brian Cranston, mm-hmm. so it's it's gonna be worth a watch. Also, uh, Anthony Mackie as Martin Luther King Jr., mm-hmm. uh, worth a watch. Right, I, I got that right. It's Anthony Mackie, yes. right? Yes. yes, it is. Anthony Mackie. Yeah, so worth a watch. I'm trying CJ, to... <laughs> will yeah. Walter White break any bats in this movie? <laughs> I don't... Uh, Bane, I think he broke bad, not bats. No, Josh, I believe he should be breaking bats <laughs> while going mobile. <laughs> he did, he actually had a mobile home that he... He was his method. He was actually sworn into office mobile. He was actually in a plane. And they had sworn him in. It's a fun yeah, factoid well, I, for you. It's not a fun. F- oh, what? That's not a fun fact. I was, was the first president sworn in. I was at a bar it, within within the last is. within the last six months. I was in a bar. They were having you know trivia. They asked the question, "Who is the only president to be sworn in on Air Force One?" And this entire bar went silent. And I went, "You're all idiots." I'm not. I'm not playing the game. I wasn't involved in trivia. I'm sitting there and I go, hey, morons, 
who was the only president during the aeroplane era to succeed a president who was assassinated. And still half of them didn't know. It's not really that fun a fact because, uh, of course, the Secret Service protocol is get the president up off the ground. Where else was he going to be sworn in? How do you not know this? I want to talk about how amazing Frank Langella is and everything he does. But before we do that, I want to say every chance I get, every time I'm uh, I'm downtown in in Manhattan, which I you know generally it's every couple of months, once a month at most. Every time I'm down there, I stop by the 9/11 memorial, and it takes my breath away every time. If you haven't been there, and I'm I'm saying it because I was just down there this afternoon in the rain, dreary day, on a day where you look up and and the uh, one World Trade Center disappears into clouds. This standing in the footprint of where these buildings came down was was truly humbling. It always is, but. It just made me th- – we're talking about this. It made me think of it. So anybody, if you get a chance, you should visit this place. It's it's uh, it's an experience for sure. Now, Frank Langella has this uncanny ability to play political characters. I don't know what it is about him. It's ironic that he's going to be in this movie because he was Nixon in Frost Nixon. He was Nixon in Frost Nixon. He, uh, he, he always plays – you know, somewhat of a heel. I, I'm not sure. Again, I haven't done a lot of research about this, but I, I always think about the movie Dave with uh, Kevin Kevin Klein, Frank Langella in Dave, super heel, like chief of staff type guy. You know, but an amazing actor. Obviously, this is for him to be in involved is also exciting. But just the fact that it's HBO in general means it's probably going to be pretty awesome. It it looks stellar, and, and and just like you said, too, I'll watch anything with Brian Cranston in it. So definitely worth a watch, so tune in HBO May 21st. I'll watch anything with the name Bane in it. <laughs> May Lyndon 21st. Lyndon Bane Johnson. The fire is rising, Lyndon. Oh, man. <laughs> are, you, are you good, Bane? I'm never good. I'm so, I'm so depressed. <laughs> What the hell was that? I can't just, I can't, I, like, I know it's coming. Like, I uh, I know, I know it's coming every show, and I just, like, I, just, I lose my shit. Catches me every off show. guard every single time. Uh-huh. So the next thing I want to bring up is another tool maybe for cord cutters coming down the, the pipeline, and that is Hulu, which is already on your basic streaming cord cutting philosophy. You need to have it. Is actually looking into doing uh, live TV as part of its cable offerings. They're working with um, Walt Disney, 20th Century Fox, which are co-owners of Hulu, to reportedly sign uh, some deals to get live television. So they're probably going to serve up uh, ABC, uh, ESPN, uh, Disney Channel, Fox, Fox News, FX, some of the, the major channels that are on other packages like Sling TV and things like that, but now being offered under the the Hulu umbrella. So maybe putting Sling TV in a, in a precarious you know, situation and kind of giving cord cutters another alternative to watching live television without having to buy the antenna and the HD home run and things like that. Um, Josh, you're a cord cutter. Do you think it's going to be worth paying more for Hulu to get live television? Do you think that's something that makes a difference to you as a cord cutter? Well, I think that 
Sling TV comes with a hardware cost, no? Uh, no, Sling TV can work on anything they actually so give I'm you. About, I'm thinking about Sling Box. Oh, Sling Box is different. Sling TV will actually give you a uh, Roku if you don't have the equipment. Uh, if you prepay for three months, so they they'll they'll and help also, you. Also, and also if you're a peasant. Um, well, I mean, hey, it's free. I mean, if you've got an Xbox, if you've got a PlayStation, it automatically does Sling TV. If you don't have like, you know, fifty bucks for an Apple TV, Apple TV doesn't have a native Sling TV app. I don't. You would have to AirPlay it off your iOS device. This is my argument for Hulu. You're, you just made my argument for Hulu. Right. One device to well, rule you, them all. Okay, right, 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 okay. One device to find them. One device to bring them all. And in the darkness, bind them. Now, Brian, if I understand correctly, you are not a cord cutter, right? You actually have TV service? I do. Okay. Would you... Still use Hulu if they up the cost natively just to include a cord cutting package, whether you want it or not. How much is Sling TV? Sling TV is it's the starter package is $20 a month. What's the starter package? It's about 35 uh, channels, including uh, ESPN, uh, Disney Channel, AMC, um, some of the big ones. You can check out the, the listing on my cord cutting article. Uh, believe it does food? I'm not 100% sure. I don't have the, I don't have the, the channel lineup right in what? front of me. Would you pay extra for that, Brian? Uh, no. I don't watch because live you don't, TV. You don't, you don't watch live, so, watch no, live what TV. I, yeah, my question is, is, if you are an existing Hulu customer, right, and Hulu is 11 bucks a month for the no commercial service. 12 12 $12. For Hulu Plus. Yes, yeah. and they say, hey, it's now 30 or $40 for this whole Hulu package, which now includes live TV. Is it worth the jump for you if they do something like that? Nope. No. I don't watch live TV. All the shit I watch is pre-recorded. What I'm finding since or since streaming. we've since we've made this move, you know, and and Laura is still she's still flipping around to old episodes of Law and Order, you know, late at night and falls asleep watching Law and Order. I don't know how you can do that without having nightmares, but whatever. <laughs> so, I think that what I've found is that everything I need, I can access either through Subscriptions that I have or through some sort of bartering bartering agreement with someone I know. Right. Right. So, I mean, if I have Hulu Plus and they don't or, you know, I pay for HBO Now and they don't, they can use my HBO Now login and I can use their XXX whatever, you know, subscriber login for a cable or satellite sort of subscription thing. Um I just don't – I'm not sure it's worth an additional 28 to $30 if that is the price and probably if that's kind of the – you know, if, if that's kind of what the industry is setting the standard at, then – So whatever. looking at the, the uh, best of live TV package on Sling TV, which is the $20 one, it does include the Food Network, by the way. Uh, it, it does have any IFC, a couple other major carriers here, and it's and it's twenty bucks. The proposed plan for Hulu is going to be forty dollars a month. Again, allegedly forty dollars a month for uh, typical Hulu plus live TV through some of the channels that are you know basically partner owners of Hulu themselves. And at forty dollars, and do not take my money. I would like to keep my money. <laughs> right. Because, you, I mean, you're not a core cutter, but I mean, I'm thinking for me, if I ditch Sling TV at $20 a month, but now pick up Hulu and all the, and live television 
Are you watching live? TV? I am. Yeah, I watch uh, a. I, I watch all Walking Dead um, and and Better Call Saul and stuff like that on uh, AMC. I watch TBS The Big Bang Theory a lot. Um, I check out things on Cartoon Network. Well, well, TBS The Big Bang Theory that's syndicated. That's well, not like the TV. new episodes, like the new season. I like. Well, that's not on well, TV. That's right. On CBS. right. I know. It's I. I know. Hold, I'm getting there. Don't you worry. Uh, I've got. I know I've got I've got CBS All Access. You for know five T bucks. and C are two different letters, right? <laughs> yes, I do. I have like CBS. C is like the third letter of the alphabet, and <laughs> T is the twentieth. Okay, so uh, I know Brian's completely uninterested in it. Josh, do you think Hulu would replace Sling TV or other live service subscriptions? Um, I don't know. I think that I think that for new subscribers or new ad- adopted cord cutters, yeah, maybe. But for folks who already have Sling TV, they're not switching just to switch. That's not going to – cord cutting is very much a this is my preference. This is my routine. This is what I've settled into. This Here's is my rifle. This is my gun. Right. Right. There are many like it, but this one is mine. I, I know. Well, well, not, I know well not to be outdone, the same day a leak came out uh, saying that YouTube is actually going to be working on live television as well. And they'll be launching a live TV uh, package in 2017 uh right now i mean this is according to bloomberg so this isn't just like a a, a crazy rumor mill uh but they're saying no that, pass i know but i mean they're listen on anything people youtube do does people want to know there's a lot of android people who listen to us who are already on youtube red and things like that youtube red remember not not red tube uh, they can't get they can't get Sling TV or Hulu. Well, Plus. they can, but they would probably gladly switch over to YouTube and Google because Google knows everything about them and their you know preferences for watching stuff. Ergo, they'll get the best you know curated content. Essentially, Google can grizzle box something right to their door. <laughs> <laughs> Very true, but they're gonna they're gonna do something called YouTube Unplugged, allegedly. Uh, and the thing is that no one's really signed on for this, so this is a, a, a little crazy rumor that they're just trying to do it. They're trying to say it's going to be about $35 a month for a YouTube um, you know, cord-cutting package, which, I mean... To watch acoustic television. <laughs> I, I want to watch PewDiePie you know, yell at things on the televisions. Um, PewDiePie uh, doesn't have a live show. No, but he has a YouTube Red Thank show. Thank Yeah, God. but will that include YouTube Red? Probably. I mean, honestly, if you're if you're now you're just speculating. I don't feel we're like we're already speculating about YouTube doing live TV. I also feel like you don't know what letter of the alphabet M is. Uh, I do not. <laughs> you know why? Because I remember dumb shit that I like used to impress people, and knowing what letter of the alphabet, what number, it just no one cares. Just FYI, J's J's ten okay. and M's three after that. It's so thirteenth. That's great. You know how I know J's ten? It's one of my initials. There you go. There you you should probably know the initials and where they stand in the. No, I don't really. I don't care. It's how little I. Whatever. I just go through life and let and let it let it just go. I don't get bogged down with where I am in positions and numbers. Your name is two letters. You can't figure it out. I, I just. I never cared to figure it out. I've never had any advantage coming from. Mm, I know where C and J lie in oh, the no alphabet. One, no one knows. No. No one said it was an advantage. So why bother your brain with this? Is I can't believe you guys. I didn't. Didn't. It's not bothering my brain either. It's just something I know. Numeric passwords is one reason. What? What? Why? Why am I? No. <laughs> no. I have Touch ID. I use my fingerprint. 
Okay. Let, let the world do that. Plebeian? Not not if you reboot your phone, you don't. He so wants to move on, like, in the worst way. Like, you have no idea. It's really funny. And some listener would like to, too. So let's get on to the next part, which I don't know. I don't know who's going to be excited about this at all. Maybe just me. Uh, Entertainment Weekly published a mm. concept video. Just you. Just me. Just you. Of the new Power Ranger armor for the oh, Power actually, Rangers oh, reboot. I'm actually excited for that. Okay. I'm, I'm I, I mean, as soon as I heard Entertainment Weekly, I was out. <laughs> well, Elizabeth Banks, they showed off her uh, costume as Rita Repulsa, and now we have the armor for the actual Rangers. Um, Did they scoop Teen Beat on that, or was it like a <laughs> it was like a shared article? Does Teen Beat actually exist anymore? I don't know, CJ. You'd have to tell me. <laughs> Between that and your Us Weekly subscription, I'm not sure. I don't have God, an Us have Weekly time subscription. To do a podcast. It's, it's, this, this, uh, yeah, I found Josh, this because Jason People David Magazine. Frank shared it on Facebook. Whatever you say, Tiger Beat. Whatever you say. <laughs> Brian, you've seen this armor. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like a, like a knockoff Iron Man. What do you, what, I mean, what do you think of these costumes? I think they look like the Power Rangers. I wasn't like overly impressed. I, I listen. I, I'm excited for a new Power Rangers movie, but I'm not going to be excited until I see a trailer. These leaks of photos do nothing for me. As a side note, uh, Teen Beat went out of circulation in 2007. I'm old, CJ. I don't know what you That's want okay. me to tell it went, you. It, it ran from a uh, 1967 to 2007. All right. Well, research time. 1967. I, I dropped that one on you too. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, I see this is the thing when you like when I was a kid and they made the Power Rangers movie the first Power Rangers movie with Ivan Ooze um, I hated the the costumes I thought they looked they were so different from the television show and the the contrast was just too crazy I just I, I didn't like them uh, and this doesn't look any cooler again it's it looks like a CGI rendered thing but wait didn't the Power Rangers movie come out when you were like 10 were you overanalyzing the costumes at that point and oh, not just like, yes, oh, my absolutely. God, it's the Power Rangers movie? Uh, yeah. Have this you, is why everyone hates you. Have you not met me? I don't. <laughs> everyone doesn't hate him. It's uh, just most people. Everybody hates Chris, <laughs> and I'm CJ. It's a difference. Uh, no, you're still Chris. Uh, no. No, sir. I am not a Chris. Mm. 1995 is when the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. 95. So he's only were, he's only Chris when he wears his jeans back. 95. So you were seven. You uh, cannot tell me at the age of seven or eight, possibly, that you gave a shit about the costumes. You may watch it now. Maybe now. And say, I, I didn't say when I was a kid. Did I say when you, I was a kid? You said when you first saw that Power Rangers movie, you were very unimpressed with the costumes. You were no, seven. no. What I said, the contrast was too crazy, and I just I didn't like it that way. They were very different from the television show. That's you something I could have noticed as a kid, especially no. at seven. No. Yes, I'm Mr. Continuity. Yes, I no may one have believes that. you. No one believes you, CJ. Anyway, Brian, no one has ever called you Mr. Continuity either. Um. Okay. Yeah, I feel like that's a title you tried to adopt yourself, thinking it was cool, but it's not. No, I just kind of said it right now just to be off the cuff. Why the hate today? So much hate. There's, there's no hate. Just call, just calling you out on your bullshit. I'm not a fan of the Power Rangers uniforms in any way. I've never seen an episode. I've seen them, and I thought this looks stupid. Will you take your kids to see the Power Rangers movie? No, I'm not subscribing or in any way endorsing my children in watching the Power Rangers. What, why do they wear, like, the motorcycle outfits and they don't have, like, you know, pocket rockets? Why do, where are their bikes? Is what they I'm have saying. Zords, so they don't 
Actually, they did have bikes and cars in one Power Rangers. I have a Zord. It's formidable. (laughs) But we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about why they don't ride pocket rockets. They did in... in, But they're wearing pocket rocket They did in in a couple series, but the... the, uh, I don't remember which one it was, but Power Rangers Turbo, they drove a bunch of cars and they wore those ridiculous costumes. Well, I'll I'll thank you not to talk about my Zord anymore. (laughs) Brian, will you go... uh, So far from what you've seen, are you on board for this this movie? I am... On board for a Power Rangers movie in general. Just okay. waiting for a trailer. I just make hope, my they, final decision. I hope they pull some of the original people and just cameo. Okay, listen, I haven't watched the TV show Power Rangers since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I will give this movie a chance after I see a trailer. We'll we'll see. I, I, I have no burning desire for it right now. I want it to be amazing, and I can't wait to see it. And I'll see it even if it's a pile of crap. Are, are you going to be okay if the costumes are a little, like, muted? <sighs> During the during that one scene where they're fighting Rita, or I mean, are you going to be? Would you rather they just sit around in a coffee shop for two hours and talk about their feelings? Moving on, CJ. Yeah, let's move on to this. Tron could become a reality in 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 a way, in a way, in a way. Nope. There is a a game coming out called Project Arena. Uh, and it is made for the Oculus Rift and the HTC Hive, where it is kind of like um, the the Tron battle or air hockey, as I initially saw it until Brian said, hey, kind of looks like Tron. Oh, thanks for giving me credit after you're, you've already stolen my reference. welcome. Whatever. Uh, which looks actually really freaking cool. Brian, did you see the, the video? Or did Josh, did you see the video? Well, the premise of the game is this. You have a, a shield, essentially, and you throw it at your opponent. It bounces around off the walls. If it hits them, you're awarded points and you generate a new shield. If not, it flies back to you. And you basically have to choose whether you get to attack or defend with this one shield, and you just try to kill the other person at the other end. Uh, again, it's all using VR, so it, it looks really freaking cool. And if they put this in any... I don't know. I, I, I would say arcades, but no arcades are around anymore. Dave and Buster's. Uh, Dave and Buster's or something. That would be fantastic. I would spend hours and hours playing this game. It looks what so What do they do cool. to earn the shield? You start off with one, and then, you know, you have to... Th- you just have a yeah. shield. It's not like somebody makes you a shield and you have to earn it. And if you... It's... If you somehow don't... Like, if you do some things that... Probably that you that that just make you a bad person. You have to give up your shield. It's it's not like the Knight's Tale. No, it's it's. I'm just asking. It's it's not that interactive. You just start off with hey, throw things at the other person. I think we should just have a thing where you throw things at other people. Oh, we we do. It's called dodgeball. What's wrong with dodgeball? Why can't we have dodgeball? Does everything have to be virtual reality? I just think it's the the future of that. I would love to see dodgeball in a Dave and Buster's, but it's never going to happen. Well, not in a Dave and Buster's. You have to go to a dodgeball. Well, then I got to find a dodgeball place. I could just do this at home and still exert myself. You could do the thing at home throwing shields at other people? If you have an Oculus Rift or an HTC uh, Hive, yes. You can do it in the comfort of your own home. Doesn't require a big arena. You could do it in a very small room. You just throw these shields. It's basically like Tron. Eh, I don't think you can do it in a very small room. I have a connect, and I've knocked over many vases. But there's a difference between <laughs> many vases. How many vases do you have? Uh, I, they just keep being replaced. Do they? I, do just, the cats knock over the vases? I no. I just said I knock over the vases while playing connect. But, Are you not listening? There's no way cats could possibly take it out. The cat to male ratio in his palatial state is very low. <laughs> 
I'm just not sure how far the VR thing can really go. It's like, a I great get- novelty item. That's it. It is. I it, That's the thing is that it is. I do think it's a great novelty. I think for this thing to actually have have legs, it needs to be in a in a larger open environment. Well, I'm glad you like a laser. I'm tag glad you kind of said that because this is actually going to become an esport. This is something that is going to have money surrounding it. It's going to have sponsorships. It's going to have people. Okay, that, that's all it. well and good and everything. I I agree with Josh with the fact that VR, just like. The Connect, for, for example, is, is a great novelty thing to do once in a while. It's not the future of gaming. It's not the future of anything. Unless, of course, porn adopts it. And then once that happens, well, it'll become I the I don't norm. know if you've noticed, but the Oculus Rift and some of these things have been adopted by that. I'm just... What are the, what are the actors going to do when people start throwing shields at them? <laughs> <laughs> like, they're, they're otherwise occupied. Josh, you know, uh, body parts and such. I, I, I don't know, but I, I'm sure Hope would be able to just throw one right I back do, at you. Do they have to carry shields, <laughs> like, mid-coitus? I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think you know how this works. I think you're, I think you're, I think you're rather confused there. Well, Brian, I don't, I'm just going off this conversation. Apparently, there's porn being made and people are throwing shields. No, no that's not how that's working at all. Two, no? two very separate things. I'm just, I, no, I know, but you, you take the one of the separate things and you put it inside the other one, and that's porn. That's not how this I'm, I'm saying that people are throwing shields at people doing the things with the separate things. My, my point was, you know, VHS, Blu-ray, all adopted by that industry. VR not going anywhere unless, you know, that's my point. Okay. But I, hey, you know I what? If this. they start throwing shields, I that will, would be awesome. I will counter your VR argument with augmented reality. Take a laser tag place that's been torn down. Put a little goggles on me where I don't have to carry big, heavy things where I don't see the outside world. Overlay your digital stuff onto the real world. And I think that is a more viable solution than a virtual reality headset where you're cut off and isolated. Be part of the world and have it as augmented reality and stuff like this would be incredible. But that's not what you're talking about. It's a that's stepping stone. I, you can't just jump different. right. We didn't just say, hey, we made a car. By the way, we're going to this. You know, we're going to the moon. We're Actually, like, what? I what think in hell? 1939, Henry Ford said, hey, let's make a car. Right. And then, you know, it took a while. Then, then we actually made one. Just like it took us a while to get from airplanes well, to was, the moon. It took some time, but we got there. Was it? It was, it was in 1939. I don't know. I, I, I made up a year, dude. I now I've got to look right. it up. Now, first of all, you're making extreme leaps between airplanes and space flight. That's no, you're asking. Things. You're asking from going from an isolated situation to everything in the world has to be compatible with augmented reality. That is from the Wright brothers to the moon. You don't th- hold on. You don't think that virtual reality feeds into augmented reality? You don't think those two connect at all? You think they're I two think separate? Virtual beasts? reality is basically the same thing as augmented reality. I disagree with you. It's. I mean, look. I'm sure there's a market. I'm just not a. F- I don't see the point. I, I agree with Josh. I, I I disagree. I think you put this into just like Brian said. You put this into a Dave and Buster's and make people do this with each other. This will be a hit. This will make money hand over fist that I'm way. I'm gonna I'm gonna quote our good friend uh, Alex Andrew Almanza and say <laughs> that I can make friends in real life. <laughs> well, Brian, I, I, I can't. I was just saying, I Brian ha- can, an and this would that. probably help him out. The <laughs> the virtual reality thing is cool, and as far as as far as uh, you know, contact sports are concerned, I think there's. Uh, a very much a market for it in a larger arena, not in the comfort of your own home, 
which is really reserved specifically for putting things in other things. <laughs> I I think I think you're wrong. I think virtual reality is – I think this. It's going to go from we're going to get virtual reality correct and then we're going to get augmented reality correct. Microsoft's working on the HoloLens and I think they're putting the wrong effort in there. Facebook is doing Oculus Rift and if you watched anything from F8, the Facebook conference, they are investing heavily, heavily into VR and Facebook and those two things are addictive addictive outlets so putting two, you know, uh, Facebook in charge of making VR reality is going to happen really quick, and then the success and everything we learn from virtual reality just goes to augmented reality. And by the way, Brian, the Model A, the first big successful car, really uh, was in production from 1927 to 1931. So you were close, but no cigar. I, th- I threw out a random early year. Whatever. I, I know, but I know someone in their car was getting. Mad Listen, I don't know shit about cars, but ask me what year the first appearance of Spider-Man came out. I can tell you right off the bat. It's 1962, by the way. I think, I think this is great. Project Arena looks fantastic. I think this is going to be a easy uh, way to adopt VR into mainstream society. I think this is an easy way to get people into looking into VR and playing with it. Just like if, like, just like the Wii and Wii Bowling took over the world, this is the the same thing for think, virtual reality. Again, larger arena. Uh, on street level type stuff, street level right. gaming, the Pokemon thing. But see, that's think, augmented reality. That's not virtual. I, I understand. Look, you're you're viewing it through a device. Okay. So far, the virtual reality stuff involves you putting your device in another thing. To experience it, unless you can afford the incredibly expensive VR gear, which most people can't or don't or don't give a shit about. I understand what you're saying. I think that augmented reality has a future because it's based on devices that everyone has and are easily accessible and don't involve you wearing some shit on your head. Right. That There's the problem. There's... You have to wear the stuff on your face, which basically means you can't interact with actual reality that's around you, which makes me think that throwing shields at people from the comfort of my own home actually means destroying my personal belongings. You would break many vases. That's what I'm saying. Well, only if I was in your palatial estate. It's the only place I know that has so many, so many vases. Oh, so many vases and so few cats, CJ. All right, I think it's I think it's great. Check out the video. We're gonna share it on our on our Facebook page. Go to thatkindofnerd.com also, and I'll put a, a link there. It's also in the show notes. I think it's amazing. I think it's gonna be a really cool mainstream thing. Here was something that I think is just bizarre, and I can't believe that people are actually plopping down money for this. There's a device called the Pavlock, and it looks like a Fitbit. Uh, it can help you with you know quitting. Uh, Bad habits like smoking or unhealthy eating, nail biting, sleeping in. It's also an alarm clock. Uh, but the uh, the the catch to this, its its hook is that it actually um it shocks you. It will electrocute you if you do the action that you basically don't want it to do. And the thing is, you have to kind of self induce the shock unless you're doing it with sleep. So people are voluntarily shocking themselves. Yes. For instance, there was a woman who wanted to quit smoking, right? And this is one of their success stories. It's on their website. Um, 
Uh, wow. Uh, she wanted to quit smoking and she would shock herself every time that she had a cigarette, thought about having a cigarette or anything like that. And then eventually, you know, due to, you know, actually Pavlovian training, um, conditioning, I should say, uh, quit smoking. And people are doing I, it with that. I I have a much better and simpler solution. Um, fill up like a Windex bottle <laughs> with water and just spray yourself <laughs> like a like a cat whenever you're doing something bad. Or if you have a friend or a roommate somewhere in your palatial estate, have them spray you. And there you go. Done. Like, like check out this guy. This this guy, Caleb, wrote into the website and said, whenever I feel like I don't have the energy to work on my email inbox, I shock myself to remove the uh, the procrastination. Before Pavlock, it was a much harder thing and sticky notes were involved. But the guy is actually shocking himself to do his work. Do you know how much people are paying for this dumb privilege? Would you like to know the price of this product? Oh, I'm dying to know. It's it's one ninety nine on sale for one seventy nine. People are paying over one hundred and fifty dollars to shock people, themselves. People, I I can spend three dollars on a water bottle and five dollars an hour on some some guy at the Home Depot to spray you if you want, if that's what you need. Yeah, I mean, CJ, when I'm when I when I start feeling sad, I stop being sad and start being start awesome, being awesome instead? instead. Yeah, so I mean, I. The only thing I can see that the only de- use of this device that actually seems worth it to to me is the sleeping in feature, which is you set an alarm on the app. It then syncs up with the, the, the device. It'll beep like a normal alarm on your wrist. If you snooze it, right, it'll say, all right, snooze. I got you. And then it beeps again. It's like, all right, cool. I got you your snooze. And you're like, oh, OK, if you do it a second time, it's like, cool. Next time I'm shocking your ass. And then it shocks you to wake you up. That's the Look, only I, usage, I, but that's stupid. Like, no, I mean, I guess, I guess some people could benefit from from that kind of from that kind of training. I am not one of those people. Um, generally, when I get into a situation where things are impeding my, my ability to be a productive human being, I just stop doing those I things. Know. So, and I'm not, I'm not saying that other people you know, have trouble with that or whatever. But if, if it helps you, if it's a tool that you can use to improve your life, I think absolutely $200 is worth it. And I think for some folks, it's absolutely a viable solution. I'm not one of those people that doesn't, you know, it was time to quit smoking. I quit smoking. I switched to a vape. I understand it's pretty much the same thing with less health, health risks, but it it was a big you know that the change wasn't hard for me for some folks that change i can tell you that my father struggled with it forever so sometimes extreme measures are are absolutely required and uh you know if it helps someone be a better person or more productive person a, a whatever then yeah i mean it's it's worth Could, couldn't this, this it, solution easily just be solved by wearing a rubber band on your wrist and pulling it back and hitting yourself with it instead of spending $200, go to Staples and go get a rubber band box for like $5 to get 300 of them. I don't think it's quite the same thing, but uh, you know, and I, I, I also think that to, to a degree, um, making light of any situation that people might, might be completely consumed by is, 
pretty insensitive and short-sighted. I'm not calling you that. I'm just saying in general. I'm thinking so, this company is charging $200 for this product is taking advantage of people in those situations. This is not a $200 well, product. There's no way. No. It's, it's a small node in a, in a band. That's that's crazy, Doc. If there was something, CJ, that was impeding your ability to interact with society and $200 could fix the problem through Pavlovian training, is that worth it? Yes, I, I, I see that. If I'm the that's company I'm making it that and I really want to affect the change, even if I want to make a few bucks – I'm not making my my markup that high and, and calling it two hundred dollars. Well, then you're running a nonprofit and not a business. No, I mean, look you at Fitbit, right? They charge a hundred dollars for their products. You can even get ones for fifty dollars, and that's still Fitbit changing a charges, lot of stuff. Fitbit charges Fitbit Fitbit charges fifty to a hundred dollars for a product that is completely voluntary. And requires input from the user. Well, that's what Pavlov does. You have to shock yourself. It does, Pavlov doesn't have a sensor to know when you're smoking. You have to tell Pavlov, I am smoking. I Please shock me. Now. Oh, oh, well then. Right, no, that's no, what no, I'm no, saying. No, There's no sensor I'm in sorry. there. I'm I sorry. Thought, I thought there was some sort of a nope. intuitive. The only thing that has the intuitive factor to it is sleep. That's it. Yeah, then I'm not. Then I'm. Then I'm. Then now, I'm. now, does it seem like a company kind of overcharging to take advantage of people in a precarious situation? <sighs> yeah, I just don't. I don't. I'm not opposed to the idea if applied in a way that's a little bit more intuitive. I just think that. I think that two hundred dollars to extend your lifespan is penny. True. Brian, you've been so, very quiet during this conversation. Do you have any thoughts on this? No, I'm again, I mean, I'm not that kind of person. So it's it's nothing that I've never had to think about. If I wanted to stop doing something, I, I stop doing it and be awesome instead. Yeah, I, I agree with John. I, I mean, until there's some sort of like auto sensor or something. I mean, if you if I have to tell myself to shock myself, what's going to stop me from not Telling it to shock right. myself. That's that's my problem. I, I guess I guess CJ, here's here's my point. Your problem is that this is a two hundred dollar product, right? Uh yes. That's I mean that's part and, of it. Yes. And that and that Fitbit products are fifty to two hundred ninety-nine dollars, right? Uh right, yes. Okay. Do you think that the people wearing Fitbits by and large, I'm talking mm-hmm. about the no, I gotcha. everyone everyone who January 2nd went out and bought a Fitbit product, are they taking advantage of the benefits no. with it? No. 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 Way. So, but here's the thing. Fitbit isn't saying I'm going to shock you. They're saying I can help you be healthy. And, you know, absolutely. If, if But you don't necessarily need a Fitbit to do that. Having something that tracks it is helpful, but I don't think that Fitbit is in any way any less taking advantage of people. True. No, they're not requiring you shock yourself, but their products on average, you know, are are essentially priced similarly. Hmm. So, and they're selling a whole lot more of them than a shock treatment. Right. And what I'm also thinking too is, um, you know, if you don't use your your Fitbit, or if you do use your Fitbit and you see the graph and you see the results and you say, "Hey, I actually, you know, met my stepping goal today," um, you kind of have a more positive influence on it than 
actually forcing yourself to shock yourself. I feel like here's here's what would happen. If I ever got one of these devices and I said, I really want to stop messing around on the internet. So when I'm doing something stupid on the internet, I'll use my path lock and be good to go. The second I shock myself, fuck that shit. That's off my and, wrist and it's gone. And I've it's and, gone. And and a white mouse in a box, once he or she finds the positive reinforcement, will continue finding the positive reinforcement. Not, not not the shock. True. I, I understand. I, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that to to indict a company for taking advantage of people. I mean, so maybe that maybe that claims harsh, but it is it is a bit harsh, harsh because if a product is marketable, people will buy it. I mean, true. It, it, okay, <laughs> I will rescind my my harshness. I I will apologize to the. Hard working men and women of, of Pavlock saying you're you're taking you, advantage. You can't possibly eat something worse for you. I mean, really, than a hot dog. But hot dogs are delicious and everyone loves Scrapple. Them. Scrapple's also delicious. But probably no. worse for you than a hot dog. I don't I'm not sure it is worse for you than a hot dog. But either way, these products are marketable and, and everyone loves them. So it, I don't I'm not sure this is that far off. If you require and have the discipline for this type of aversion therapy, then I absolutely think it's worth $200. If nothing else has worked and you shocking yourself is the only way for you to break a terrible habit, I think you 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 should absolutely invest in that. If you have the fortitude to actually shock, shock yourself. yourself. Yeah, Touché. and if that's the case, then great. If not, then no, it's not a product that I I think should be marketed, you know, broad scale. But you know, I'm also not well, Mark Cuban on the Shark Tank <laughs> giving people money for stuff. Well, you know what, Josh? I will say you you changed my perspective on on that matter. Then, so I feel better it's for that. It's not the first time, and it won't be the last. Uh, so, all right. So, uh, it, listen, if it's something that's interesting to you, do you think you can can you know? Change your life for the better for it. Check out Pathlock and and try it out for yourself. They do have referral programs too, so you can earn some money back off your your general product. So Pathlock, it's an interesting thing. I I thought it was worth bringing up. Maybe before researching a product that will cause you physical pain you should, and probably scar you emotionally, you probably check it with a physician. Maybe may, yeah, or or just look into the benefits offered to you by your workplace or your your healthcare. And there's often there's very often some great incentives to do things that are healthier. So maybe before you decide to shock yourself, look into what you might gain just by doing it organically and do that. But CJ, I think, I I think the topic is a great one and, and one where we are seeing so many products on the market that are not necessarily aversion therapy, but certainly uh, in in the vein of stopping bad things and starting better things, this is an extreme version of that. But you know, one that may carry merit for some folks. Um, I would probably do it once and then find the person that created it, strap it <laughs> on their nether parts, and you shock them. Are so, all so. about the nether regions today? You brought it up with the with the people that did. Doing the thing <laughs> with the shields, and throwing, sh- throwing <laughs> shields. Uh, 
Sure, yes. I let's blame it on me. I, it's all my fault that your brain works I, that way. Well, at least you're acknowledging that it's all your so fault. So here's, here's what I'm going to do. For our next topic, I want to give the, the listeners an out, if you would like it. Uh, we are going to talk a little bit, which I forgot to include for you guys, so I apologize. We're going to include some conversations about Game of Thrones. Uh, you've asked for it. You've got it. So if you are... Oh, have you seen... Wait, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. If you are not current on Game of Thrones, you can stop here. I want to thank you for listening and, and making us no, here. No, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Our show airs on Monday. Yes. Current would mean Sunday. We're actually I, talking about – we're talking two episodes ago. So this is what this is what we're going to do. We are going to talk about uh, the episodes that are, are have already come and passed because we're a week behind. This show will air after episode three. We will be talking, I hope, CJ, weekly mm-hmm. about – Episode two, next week, episode three, so on and so forth. So I know some people, people who listen to this show, who watched the entire season uh, and basically stay off the internet for the 48 hours after the show, the episode's premiered to say spoiler free and are actually on older seasons catching up. So for those people, you know, what would be awesome for those people they catch who up. listen to this show and do that is that they can just watch a couple episodes, catch the hell up. I, I agree. And, I, you know, I, function as a normal, you know, member of society. So for those of you who don't want to hear it, thank you so much for listening to our show, making us your walk around the neighborhood or your drive to work. Be sure to check out thatkindofnerd.com for articles, trailers, videos, stuff that we talked about. Also check out the show notes. That way you can get the links to that. So thank you guys so much for listening. If you would like to hear our Game of Thrones conversation, give us just one minute because I'm going to give the people here some time to go ahead and, and get off uh, so we can go ahead and do this. Not the way you're thinking, Josh, because this episode for you has been terrible. I'm just making sure that you're not encouraging people no. to do the I'm things not, I'm not encouraging while they're to listening to your, you speak. Your minute starts, your minute starts now. Okay, so you've, you've lasted the minute. Congratulations. Let's talk some Game of Thrones. What is happening with right with you right now? First of all, before we talk Game of Thrones, Craig Phillips, Craig Phillips uh, shared this video prior to the first episode of some creative soul out there took footage of his or her cat uh, basically meowing and made the Game of Thrones theme song out of the Siamese cat meowing. And I've watched this video. He Craig Craig shared it on Facebook, and I watched it. My immediate comment was, uh, I watched this video in its entirety. Uh, yes, I'm comfortable with what that says about me as a person. No, I don't see a problem with that. Everyone should find this cat doing the Game of Thrones theme song. I will be- include it within the show notes. it's hilarious. I'll, I'll put it on our Facebook page and Twitter, and I'll include it in the, in the show notes. It's hilarious. And now, the Game of Thrones. So, we have not talked about this show at all, actually, on the podcast. So, I don't know how much of this we... I mean, we don't need to cover the past, do we? No, because... The past couple seasons leading up to this one pale in comparison and to what's going Josh, on. Josh, you fell off the Game of Thrones wagon for a while because of that. 
I fell off the Game of Thrones wagon seasons ago and then caught up. So I, I've I've seen it all and have also uh, listened to every audiobook start to finish. So I know the story and I know the show. Do you want to target from this season or just this last episode? There's only a few episodes. Um, why why don't we just why don't we cover episode two and agree that weekly we will cover the episode that we M- are. much agree. But yes, sounds wonderful. You want to start us off? Oh yeah, sorry. Um, so episode two initially. The commentary I got from uh, some buddies of mine was that it was – they felt like it was too much. There was too many – you know, too much stuff going on. They didn't feel like they got enough of any one thing. And and here's my take on that. At this point, we are beyond the storybook – the storyline in the books. Um, for most characters, not all. Um, not Arya, not yet. But what is interesting, very interesting to me, is that although we're behind or behind, beyond the story story from the books in most cases, now more than ever, the showrunners are clinging to the book-style storytelling in that if you read these books or listened to the audiobooks like I did, you got – your character for one chapter and then not again for several chapters. And in, in very much that same tone, this, this show, this season, especially in episode two, you get your character once and then probably not again, that's going to be it. And there's a lot, there's a lot of story building happening and it's happening in many different places in the Seven Kingdoms in, in Westeros. So you have, you know, Arya and Bravos, and you have the Greyjoys and Pike, and you have, you know, the Lannisters in King's Landing and 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 the wall and beyond the wall with with Bran and and the three-eyed crow and Mira Reed. There's a lot of stories happening. And all I can say to this point is they are doing a f- a phenomenal job, a great job this season, really tying back to some of the core storylines and some of the uh, they're they're feeding into a lot of the fan right. theory as well, which is very uh, I think masterfully done. And also, for any of you who may not fully get what's happening in the show, or maybe you caught on a little bit late, the the short show called After the Thrones that airs on HBO just after Game of Thrones has a couple of these nerds that do a fantastic job really tying the story together, adding context for you. So I would I'm surprised they haven't done that before. That. I mean, that's it's, so needed for this show. Well, it, it it absolutely is needed, but prior to this, they didn't there, there's never been an episode that was really told like the book until this season. So you only see your, you know, your favorite character, or you only see the characters really for one segment of the show, and then it moves on, and you don't know what's going on or why. 
having the context is good. I will say that thus far this season, um, Peter Dinklage, as always, is is really fantastic. Does a great job acting, but his the scene he had with the dragons was one of my favorite scenes in this series. The, 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 he had two great moments, and the first one was just a a, sh- a quote that I want on a t shirt, which is uh, what is it? I, I think deep thoughts, and I drink, or I I know what was it? No, 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 no. I drink and I know things. Laura turned to me and and said, "Did you write that line?" <laughs> it seems like a Josh Burns. I drink and I know things. That that is me. And look, I've always identified with with Tyrion Lannister in his this he is the biggest man in the room and that is a pun because he is always in I mean, he is always in control of the politics of the room. He knows what's going on. And even when he's in a bad situation, his intellect is going to get him out of it more often than not. Tyrion never fails to disappoint. The 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 part where he's saying that dragons are more intelligent mm-hmm. even than man and, you know, I'm going to go talk to dragons. Like what a fucking like no one else would have thought of that plan. The thing is, who is who is brave enough to do that? Right. And Tyrion, he does it, and then and then he finishes. And he says, "If I ever have another idea like that, punch me in the face." face. <laughs> and so the good. whole time, you know, and the thing, the the dynamic between Varys and Tyrion has always been very, very well done, solid by HBO. But the admiration that I. I think that we saw from Varys at the end of that scene was, I mean, he was speechless and Varys is never, never speechless. speechless. Yep. So this was, I, I, I was, I was floored by this episode. Um, I thought that, I thought that HBO and the folks that made the show showed incredible restraint with the Ramsey Bolton scene. That could have gone very poorly. Yes. And HBO has, has been under fire, taking some serious criticism regarding the brutality of some scenes, specifically the ones involving Ramsey Bolton. Um, they managed to uh, – and I – you know, Brian, it reminds me – it reminds me of the conversation we had about the killing joke where they managed to harness all of the shock and the – the, just the despicable nature of the character without showing you the gore. And that's better TV. Yes, I absolutely agree with you. And I th- They don't call him the best color man in the business for nothing, folks. <laughs> you have you have more thoughts, Brian. I'm dying. Uh, on, to hear your uh, on this episode? Well, yes. uh, yeah. I, I okay, I don't I'm not as well versed in Game of Thrones as probably either of you. Um I highly enjoy this season so far. I'm highly enjoying this episode. I, I highly enjoyed this episode, um, mostly because, again, that I, I love Tyrion as a character. I think he's he's always fantastic and great to listen to and, and all of that stuff. Everything that you just said, Josh, was, is right on point. Um, the Ramsey stuff, I was... I, I can agree with you there too, just because I, I I mean you don't you're not supposed to like Ramsey, obviously. Um but I think he's going to be 
a huge part going forward, especially for Sansa. I think Sansa is going to come back in a huge way and and exact some revenge, which I really hope happens. That's just when, me. When she was in, um, what do they call? Do they call it the Sky Castle? Oh, when she was the Eerie? Yes, yeah. yes. And she she put on that black dress and she came down the steps and you're like, yeah, fucking Sansa's in the game again. Uh, and there was a meme about it. And you're like, yeah, way to go, Sansa. You're back. And then, you know, plummeted back off the game. And now she's back in. She's just on again, off again character. It, I, I agree with you, Brian. I really hope this time it stays this way because she's incredibly strong and I, I can't wait to see her. Well, I Go ahead. Go ahead, CJ. Uh, no, please. I was going to say the, the thing that I was really entranced with this episode, what grabbed my attention the most was just watching the Red Woman's destruction of her faith and watching her just crumble under what happened with Stannis and then try to say, all right, well, I'll try to revive John. I'll, 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 I'll try my best, but I don't even know if there is a God anymore. That was what was gripping me the most because she always had strength and power in the Lord of Light. She was believed in it. She said she's seen some amazing things with Lord of Light. We've seen some. Watching that was shocking to me. I thought she, it was a great character. So she, she references Thoros of Mir. Um, who, if you remember, I don't know if it was last season, season before, you see the, the sort of the the band of I can't can't remember their yeah, their official title. It's called rogues, right? But, right? but you have Thoris of Mir and Beric Dondarrion leading this group of of vigilantes. You know, as far as we know, in the in the forest where you know the Hound and Arya ran into them, and and Th- and Thoris of Mir has brought Beric Dondarrion back from the dead, I think, seven times. She references that. She references knowing that this man has the the, the priest that did it lost his faith. She references Thoris of Mir. Right. Great. I don't think that. Melisandre had anything. I, uh, this is, and this is total fan theory. So it has nothing to do with the show. I believe that Jon Snow's spirit was temporarily transferred to Ghost. Yes, and that the key is with Ghost. The key is in the Direwolf, and I, I say that because of uh, Bran's talent as uh, both a skin changer and a green seer. It's not just that. It's it's that people of the North have that. But more more importantly, there were a couple things at play here. And again, fan theory from me. When they said, should we build a pyre to burn his body? I thought, dude, Jon Snow's walking out of that shit unburned. Yeah, I thought uh, that because- too. The dragon, I, right? Yeah, I, I, right. Because of of the Rhaegar Targaryen and the the Lyanna Stark connection, um, but the reaction from Wolf while they were banging down the door, and you're counting down the blows to this door and going, "The wildlings are coming any minute. Mm-hmm. They're coming. It's gonna happen. There's no way they're breaking down that door. No there's way. no way that Davos and 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 the rest of them are dying in in this room." Um, it's going to happen. And also probably don't shoot arrows at a giant. (laughs) (laughs) That's just a good life lesson. Right. Um, and, and also, you know, uh, Tormund Giants Bane had a great scene there and we're going to see more from him as well, I believe. But Jon Snow, I think there's, I I've said this since, you know, many seasons ago, having 
already, you know, experienced all the books. I believe at the end of this series, and again, I will just put my own theory out there. I think that Jon Snow ends up on the Iron Throne and probably uh, with, if not married to, Daenerys Targaryen. um, Because the Targaryens do that kind of thing and that's what happens. But this, look, I I think there's so much to reveal for the rest of this season that we don't get a show that's as action-packed as Game of Thrones in any two shows that we watch. And and Daredevil is action-packed. And this, from a a pure storyline, there are so many characters with such deep stories, I think there's so much to enjoy. So let's talk a, a little bit about one thing. What is dead may never die. Um, the storyline going on right now in that area is so strong. And we saw this mysterious man pop up on a bridge and, you know, cause some shit and kill off another fantastic character. Fantastic. Do you want the, you want the backstory? Yeah. Yes. Ba- Balon Greyjoy is yep. essentially to his people, a king. Yep. And, and, uh, to his family, certainly a king, and he's ruled the Iron Islands forever. Um, so the guy that showed up is Balon's brother, Euron Greyjoy. Uh, uh, they have <laughs> Euron was exiled in the book, uh, basically for sleeping with his brother's wife. And because he- I don't think they covered this in the show. They didn't. The real the reason that Balon exiled him versus killing him, which is the penalty on in, on Pike on the Iron Islands, the penalty for that is death. But Balon wouldn't subscribe to kin slaying, which, as we all know, is is very much a thing in the Seven Kingdoms. And this is Balon's not doing it. So he exiled Euron, who took to his ship and to keep his his crew from spilling his secrets. He cut out all their tongues, tongues, which is why the boat, why the ship is called the silence, not silence will fall, but (laughs) the silence. Brian, I'm so sorry if I'm losing. I'm just taking it all in. This is one of those stories uh, that I completely just, I dove into and I did a lot of the, you know, the the external research and fan theory type stuff. And I read the storyline. Well, Brian, then since you're not, you know, the true believer essentially of, of Game of Thrones in a way, you like it, but you're not diving deep into it. Did you think Jon Snow was dead and gone for? Or did you just know? No, yeah, I totally thought he was dead. I was not expecting that. Really? You weren't expecting him to come back. So what was your reaction when he came back? Um... I mean, like 10 minutes before it happened, I saw it coming. But like going into this season, I thought I thought he was dead. Um, <clears throat> I mean, John's I've always liked John. I, I, I mean, so I was happy when it happened. I, and I'm very interested to see where the story goes from this point, because he's no longer bound by the wall. He's no longer has to be the night's watch nice watch well. Well, now, uh, no, I, because, think, I think Brian's got you on because I, no. You're right. You're right. He's not. However, at his core, he has completely adopted Ned Stark's sense of duty. So more I, – I don't know, Brian. I get what you're saying. And and he absolutely at this point 
they've given him the plot device to be able to shed that vow and go conquer Winterfell. But at his core, Jon Snow is an honorable man. And because of that, I think that the first people to die are Alistair Thorne and, and, and those – those uh, either that or, or Jon Snow ha- somehow turns a, a new leaf. I don't see it, but – I mean um, I, I think I think you're right at the point where, okay, those those people who killed him at the wall absolutely will get what's coming to them. But I think the moment Sansa, because she's headed to the wall, I think the moment Sansa gets there and says, John, I need your help. We need to retake the North. John's going to be like, okay, peace out. Because he's also got a sense of duty to that family. You you said he's got a sense of duty to the Starks and to the North. And he's going to be a huge part in Sansa, hopefully. Now, I, I, agree, I agree with you. And because of the way the story's played out, here's what I see happening. And I will likely be completely wrong. But what I see happening is Jon Snow takes up the mantle as the Warden of the North because they've just, they've just gone completely pear-shaped. Just everything's wrong. Right. The problem with Sansa is that she's sort of the classic uh, middle child in that they, she has all of these insecurity issues which stop her from ever really realizing her potential. So I'm not sure she ever will. But – John, I believe, will name Sir Davos Seaworth the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. He's got he's got no allegiance anymore. His king is dead. And he he swore his life to protect Stannis Baratheon and to 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 serve him and to counsel him. He and Davos has lost his son, so on and so forth. He's really got no more allegiance to his life. I believe he takes over as the Lord Commander and the men naturally follow him. And John then has the freedom to go do what he will do. But John will not abandon the wall without leaving it in responsible hands. And I think Davos Seaworth does that. True. Uh, much agreed. I think your perspective is is right on that. Um, I want to I want to touch one final thing and then uh, we'll pick up the conversation on the Game of Thrones for, for next week unless something – uh, someone has anything else they want to add. I was curious if anyone picked up on it because I didn't until Imager pointed it out. There was a moment when um, Bran was was you know back in time looking at uh, Ned as a child, and it was uh, teaching. Uh, it was also calling back to John when he got to the uh, the wall, teaching everyone to fight. Where he says, "Keep your shield up, or I'll ring your head like a bell." That's Ned, right? Ned's. Well, we the first time we heard it though was with Jon Snow. Right, and then but that's, he goes back to well, Ned. Uh, I didn't catch think, it until days later. I thought who do you it was so think touching. taught him to fight? Right, it was John. It, it was it was Ned. I, I I loved how touching it was that he still, just like Brian says, he has such an allegiance and such a love and respect for Stark family and Ned that he will perpetuate that that there. And to me, that called into the the nobility of Ned Stark in the sense that John, just like you said, I think he has a claim to you know the royal heir for that, and he's keenly in that moment. Well, all right. So, I mean, you've said that, and that's that's a valid point. But I think more importantly, I believe that children they quote their they quote what they learn from their parents, and that's that's how then they teach. And we, but we see that CJ throughout 
this entire series. We see it in Jamie Lannister and Tyrion. We we certainly see it in Cersei. You know, we we see it in all of the children of all of the fam- Catelyn Tully. Mm-hmm. Same same idea, Catelyn Stark. Yeah. Um. You know, same idea. But what we see, the overarching theme is that the the Starks and the North, to a degree, are loyal to a fault, and that is that honor and that nobility is is carried through and has cost John, well, almost his life. Did Did you catch it when it happened? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I mean, I, I it was it. it. It was a thing that was, uh, you know, that line was was really uh, called out in the book, pretty um, in the audio book, pretty clearly. Uh, I don't, I can't recall it, but you know, the narrators, Roy Dotrice or whoever it was, and and they, you know, like his father before, right? Sort of thing, not in a Darth Vader kind of way. <laughs> Well, does anyone have anything else that they need to bring up for this episode of Game of Thrones? Yeah, this this season is uh, – I, I don't understand how you don't watch it when it's on, when it's live. Here's the thing. You, the fans, have asked for this, so we are going to make sure that you have some Game of Thrones talk in, every week. Uh, we'll basically kind of do it after the show. So I know – again, I know a few listeners who have said, hey, I would like to hear you talk about it, but I'm not current, so could you please? So we will. You're not going to have to worry about it on Monday, folks. I mean, basically, when you listen to our show on a Monday, we are talking about the show from eight days ago. So you're good. And and I know CJ especially, but also I would love to hear your theories on the show. And maybe you guys can help Brian, you know, connect with it a little more. He's he's super standoffish about it. So easy ways to do that, please. Get at us at Twitter at that kind of nerd, Facebook at facebook.com slash that kind of nerd. Also, you can email us at got at that kind of nerd.com. So you can send your Game of Thrones stuff directly to that. Uh, and listen, our, 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 ooh, our private Twitter handles are also in the show notes. So if you want to reach out to us directly that way, you can also get to us immediately on Twitter. CJ won't send you any pics of his private Twitter handle. I missed the joke because my headphones came out. What did you say? <laughs> no, just save I'm, it for when he edits. Just let him hear it when he edits it. Man, you bastard. All right. Well, guys who stayed around for Game of Thrones, thank you so much for listening to us. It means the world to us. And we'll be taking you out for this episode with a wonderful cat singing the Game of Thrones theme song. The cat's name is Arya. Yeah, if you read the comment, you would know. Everyone should assume that anything I say on this show is complete hyperbole. If they can't figure out that this is a persona, I think they've got bigger problems than me. Work, 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 and we work all day.